Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Each week, we'll give you our perspectives on the latest news in the industry, bringing you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and the industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, valuation, and pitching investors. Why would we take on such of a challenge? Well, we've helped launch 80 companies into the cannabis industry here at Canopy Boulder and made over 100 individual investments into these companies. So you might say we have the inside line on things. So join us as we take you deeper into legal cannabis and uncover all the nuances of starting up and investing in the cannabis industry. All right, uh, welcome back to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. Uh, today we're joined by Jake Levin and Andrew Duffy of Best in Grow, a member of the Canopy Boulder Spring 2018 cohort. So guys, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your backgrounds and where you came from and uh, what's your favorite color? Uh, all right, I'll start it off. Uh, my name is Andrew Duffy. Uh, I'm from Washington, D.C., uh, so glad to not be there currently. Uh, nice to have a little bit of respite in the mountains. Um, Jake and I, uh, Jake will introduce himself later, but Jake and I... Jake and I met at Harvard, where we were classmates and best friends, um, and a long, circuitous route through East Coast finance uh, ultimately brought us to uh, the cannabis industry out in Colorado, and we're uh, pretty excited to be out here. All right, so Jake, introduce yourselves and then introduce Andrew as well. Sure, yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Jake Levin from Gill, Massachusetts in Western Mass. Um, Andrew mentioned we went to Harvard together. I studied public policy and psychology, and Andrew studied behavioral economics and finance. Is that? Finance is how it's pronounced. Um, and yeah, and, and we put in about a year and one day at our respective finance jobs, got our bonuses, and then... Um, headed west, packed up Andrew's car, and drove out here, and uh, ran out of gas around Boulder, <laughs> ran into Patrick Gray, and uh, started Best and Grow. Yeah, so we remember meeting you guys on some roof, do- roof deck cocktail party at a law firm in town, yep. right? Yep. And uh, how did you guys connect with that, that law firm? Like, what, I can't even remember how that happened. So we came out to Colorado because we knew we wanted to be in cannabis, but we didn't know anything about cannabis. So right. For a couple of months, we were just walking around, calling ourselves consultants and mm-hmm. talking to anybody we could find about cannabis, cannabis, cannabis. How does the industry work? Mm-hmm. What do we have to know to get into it? What are the problems you're facing? Mm-hmm. And uh, that led us to, I believe it was a Canopy Boulder like networking event. Yeah. There were yeah. a bunch of people from the, the Canopy Boulder uh, accelerator there who were currently in the program right. at the time. Um, and we kind of wanted to see what it's all about because we had heard about Canopy and we thought, oh, this is kind of the only thing that we've seen that is of its type. We've never right. really seen anything that's investing in cannabis, like specifically as their right. one, uh, their one vertical. So right. uh, we figured we had to be there. So, so why cannabis? What was the what was the draw? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that I grew up in a household where cannabis was very much normalized. I thought everyone smoked weed after dinner. Turned yeah. out um, that wasn't really the case. They <laughs> come to my house, yeah. and you'll see that yeah. that's not the case. <laughs> my college RA also And it was just so normalized. And I think that I had such a well-rounded view of how cannabis could be such a beneficial part of so many people's lives. And mm-hmm. 
in the realm of legalization, Andrew and I, um, you know, we're really excited about the opportunity in this space. It's an emerging industry, and I think that we care a lot about the plant and the space. Um, but more than anything, we were excited by the prospect of um, being the first in the, or some of the first at least in the cannabis industry. And we figured so many people are out here faking it, we can fake it just as, <laughs> just as well as the rest of them um, until we make it. So, yeah. Well, I think we felt like we had a special thing to offer, which was, uh, you know, people have been building the cannabis industry for decades, like your Steve D'Angelo's, they've mm -hmm. been in it for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but there also need to be those ambassadors of traditional industry, of places like finance, of that uh, mindset that maybe doesn't exist in cannabis. And we thought we could maybe bridge that gap because we care personally about cannabis, but we also have the expertise and the experience to be able to say, uh, this is how you communicate with people across the aisle in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and we thought that we could really help to build the industry like Jake was saying. So, so we meet at this cocktail party and you guys immediately pitch me a concept <laughs> of like hemp cigarettes, I think it was. Okay, that concept is still it's great. Still so that's still I, I slowly shot it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm probably, time will show that I was wrong. <laughs> but I think it started a conversation. And um, what I, I always liked about you guys was your diligence and your thought process. Um, so we would, for months, we would like be checking in and just sort of like bouncing ideas off each other because, you know, we weren't gonna do the hemp rolled cigarettes. Um, but, you know, there was something there. Like, I love that you guys were a team and that you had long history together and it was sort of like, you had this good rapport and then the conversations were so much at a higher level than what we normally have with entrepreneurs. The thought process was deeper, it was quicker, it was sharper, and you know, uh, long story short, we got you into the program, and uh, even then, we sort of still had like the ideas were still forming, and I feel like you know, for you guys and and us, it was a great experience because we were pivoting and iterating, and um, you guys were real thought leaders in the cohort. So, tell us a little bit about where you landed with Best in Grow. Sure. Well, I think that you're spot on there. That what we knew was important coming into the entrepreneurial journey was marry yourself to the problem, not the solution. Mm -hmm. Don't think, I've got it. I know that this is how it's going to work. Everybody needs this thing that I've thought up. You have to say, oh, there's a problem here. Let's solve it in the way that it's going to be most accessible, most usable, mm -hmm. most beneficial to the people in the market who care about it. Mm -hmm. um, so throughout the canopy process, that was really our North Star was talk to the people you're actually going to be providing this solution to and make sure that it works for them. Yeah. Um, and so we really started out uh, with uh, a very different idea that we, than we ended up with. But ultimately, that sort of thread that we really wanted to solve, that problem that we wanted to get at, was uh, knowledge, data, information about what products in the space are good products, why they're good products, and how brands can make their products better. Um, and that was what drove us towards the solution that we have now, um, which is really a, a combination of multiple pieces of the industry. Mm -hmm. um, so we built out a platform that not only helps dispensaries to manage all of their operations and take some of the expertise that we've gleaned from that more traditional uh, work experience that we've had and kind of port that over into cannabis to help them make their lives easier and run their businesses more professionally, more effectively. Um, but then we're also taking in a lot of data about their operations, helping them to use that data in a very accessible way to optimize how they work and make them feel like they're actually succeeding at what they're doing. So, so the customers, like who's, who are you, you're specifically who are you serving and then uh, who's paying for it? Yeah, 
Primarily right now, um, our focus is on dispensaries. So in Colorado, there are how many thousand plus dispensaries here, um, and we visited a lot of them. And the universal theme, um, both in the store and when we go on something like Glassdoor, is that these places have no organization, or many of them really don't, and they don't have um, an effective way to engage their frontline employees. And in an environment where the consumer base is so uneducated yeah. and there's so much misinformation out there about what products um, and, and what's in the products and what people should be consuming and what they're for, people rely so heavily on that blood tender. Mm -hmm. um, so we've triangulated to a number through multiple studies that about 92% of the time consumers purchase whatever the blood tender recommends. To right. Um, which, is, which is really impressive. It's powerful. It's really powerful, um, but it's such a kind of unruly force at, at this yeah. point. And there's no real way for an individual dispensary, let alone a chain of dispensaries or brand that has 600 accounts in Colorado, to kind of harness and leverage that influence. Right. So our platform is um, kind of functions as a workforce management tool. It mm -hmm. is a iOS web and Android application that sits in the pockets of these uh, chief influencers and chief brand evangelists in the space. Um, and it is a place that is their hub for all things cannabis relevant to their business as well as the industry. So it's where they go to schedule their shifts. It's where they go mm -hmm. to communicate with their bosses and clock in and clock out and complete tasks and learn about products. Mm -hmm. um, and it is, it is really a single one-stop shop um, for the industry. And it's, it's something that hasn't really been done before. And I think that's something that we face as a challenge in messaging is how do we communicate why something like Best and Grow that allows your business to run so much more effectively, but also allows you to tap into the knowledge and resources of everyone else in the industry mm -hmm. around you. Like what's so unique about that? Because yeah. it's not an intranet and it's not a professional networking site, but it is a hybrid of the two. Right, right. It seems super powerful. I mean, you know, I remember when we were talking to folks who run brands, uh, they were just like, you know, they couldn't get feedback on their products. They, they knew that these bud tenders were having so much influence, but they didn't really know how to engage in them efficiently and effectively doing pop-ups, but no one's paying attention. Like it's really hard sampling. Like what happens to the samples? You know, they yeah. drop off samples of dispensary and never hear back or they hear like, yeah, we love it. Or no, we're not going to go with this. And it's like, and yeah. right. And like, why, you know, what can we do to improve it? Just like a boy. So we really started that, that yeah. very specific problem and through that, all those discussions we had through the canopy program, we really zeroed in on that problem of sampling as being something that we were really so interested in solving and, mm -hmm. and the ROI that sample that the brands should be receiving on the samples that they just were not. Mm -hmm. um, and that remains kind of a pillar value proposition of our, of our platform, but sort of the, expanded yeah, it's expanding for sure. And then the value that comes as just, having that relationship and that flow of information and communication codified in a platform like Best and Grow expands far beyond just yeah. the same. So, so, you know, one of the things we always talk about is like, what are you replacing? You know, what processes and, and you know, sometimes it's like, you know, uh, post-it notes or yeah. like, so, so, you know, what are, what is Best and Grow replacing? Yeah. I mean, from the dispensary perspective, it's, often replacing really unwieldy methods of managing organization like text messaging or mm -hmm. email threads or you know WhatsApp, things that they've kind of shoehorned in to yeah. be the thing that they all orient around. Um, but you know, those things force them because they each only address one piece of the organizational problems that they have, that forces them to use 10 different platforms. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing that the venture managers told us is that they hate 
how they have to be switching constantly between platforms, getting nickel and dime, paying you know $100 a month for X, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 10 different things. Um, so ultimately, we replace not only uh, a multitude of different little kind of enterprise services platforms, um, but also replace uh, functions that don't even exist in those types of platforms. Like we have great data aggregation capabilities. We have survey functionality that helps you to gather information from your employees and make sure that they're having a, a great experience, that they're learning, that they're improving, uh, to make sure it, they're not you know, leaving at the rate that bud tenders tend to leave. Yeah, um, pretty high turnover, right? Massive turnover, and, and that's a, a huge cost. So oftentimes for us, it's about not necessarily trying to replace something that they're already doing, but trying to instantiate something new that they're not doing that they that they really need to be doing mm -hmm. to effectively operate their organization. Mm -hmm. And by giving them a tool that kind of has, uh, you know, a square hole where they can put that square peg, right. it leads them to that, helps them to do that in a more efficient way. So this is, you know, a problem in the cannabis industry with dispensary retail. You know, does this same problem exist in other retail spaces? Like, is there potential for, as we say, like porting this concept into other uh, verticals? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, one of the big opportunities that we saw in cannabis was massive uh, open space, lack of incumbent competitors who are going to try and smush your idea or fight you out. Um, so we come into cannabis and we can leapfrog other technologies by developing things that uh, we may not have been able to make in traditional retail, but in cannabis, we're able to build this system that you can then pour over into brick and mortar retail everywhere. So cannabis is one of the few brick and mortar focused retail verticals that is actually expanding, that is succeeding, that's getting better and better. But if you look across America, you know, malls are closing left and right. right. Like brick and mortar retail is kind of dying. Um, so the people who are operating in brick and mortar retail need to have new tools, new ways to improve the customer experience. Because mm -hmm. the only thing that brick and mortar retail can really offer a customer that online can't is the in-store experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so in cannabis, that's the experience of walking in, having your questions answered by someone who knows a lot about cannabis, seeing information about those products, and knowing that over time you're learning more and having a better experience every time you go to the dispensary. Uh, and we feel that that is something that's essential to all brick and mortar retail, but not really being addressed. Um, so uh, in cannabis, employees are primarily deskless and they have an extreme amount of influence at the point of sale. Whereas, uh, you know, in a place like Natural Foods at a Whole Foods or in GNC or a vitamin shop. Makeup, uh, I've heard a little Yeah, so. Sephora, exactly. Sephora yeah. is a very similar example where the people who are in the store are basically telling you what you need to buy. And so managing and understanding those employees and training them to help improve that experience is one of the biggest ways that brick and mortar retail more broadly can succeed. So our platform is pretty much uh, industry agnostic in that way. We have cannabis specific applications within it, but it could be used by really any brick and mortar retail uh, organization. And we can build in even more ways to understand that influence. So, uh, you know, usually when we're talking with teams in our current cohort, we talk about what week mm -hmm. of the <laughs> program they're in, but you guys are kind of 11 months out, right? Um, so how are you feeling? Energized, yeah, pumped. Great. Yeah. Highs and lows, gutters and stripes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, devil vibes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been uh, such an exciting ride so far, and we're really just getting started. Um, coming out of Canopy in was it April, May, we yep. won the best Pritchard Award at our field mm -hmm. conference in Vancouver, mm -hmm. um, which was just such a powerful boost to our yeah. reputation and 
really got the word out about what we're trying to do and the problem that we're trying to solve. And piggybacking on that, we were able to raise a successful seed round. Um, and right now we're really focusing on the Colorado market. We are expanding pretty aggressively here in Colorado um, with dispensaries. We're establishing some, some partnerships with pillar brands who are going to you know, start to develop that content for the platform and begin to forge those meaningful relationships with web tenders through Best and Grow. Um, and that's really the priority for the next few months until it kind of time, comes time to raise more money. It's like, you know, in the Colorado cannabis industry, we're a little bit further along than other markets. Yes, so, um, we always, I always say, and it's nice to, to hear it's, it's really true, is that the needs of the cannabis businesses here in Colorado are more refined and specific. Mm -hmm. um, and those gaps yep. are more painful because there's you know, there's a lot of competition, right? And if you're not filling the gap um, and solving the problems for your customers, somebody else is gonna figure out whether they build it internally or bring something else in. So you can make it here, maybe you can make it anywhere. Well, in that sense, I think Colorado kind of forecasts everything else. Yeah. Like I was in LA recently, I talked to a ton of dispensary owners and the SoCal market is, you know, five years behind Colorado. They're, they're yeah. trying to get their doors open. They're trying to get their licenses. They're mm -hmm. trying to figure out how do I sell cannabis? Yeah, it's like surviving. Like they want to keep their head above water. Exactly. They're not trying to like perfect their yeah. Yeah. their stroke, right? Yeah. yeah. Workforce engagement and optimization uh, are really not so. Tough. Not on yeah. radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I know it's been great. Like, give me, give me a highlight, Jake. Like, eleven months. Like, can you think about like you, that moment where you're just like you felt the best, or like the highlight of this sort of journey you've been on? Um, I think every time, I think there actually is one moment and, it's, and it seems small, but it was when we were working with our customers, um, yeah. a, a local dispensary here in Boulder and a group of butt tenders were telling me how the week before they had all gotten together on a Saturday and they planned this, uh, like river cleanup. They all got together and planned it all through Best and Grow and made the event and all said they were attending. Um, and they went out and like cleaned up a bunch of trash and hung out and, <laughs> That's to me, awesome. that like speaks volumes to how having a platform that does the simplest things as just providing a place for these employees to communicate and yeah. engage with each other and feel part of a broader team really does translate to, you know, a, a real team culture being yeah. developed and cultivated and, and that really does affect a business's bottom line. Yeah, let's 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 be clear, like one of the problems in the cannabis industry is bud, high bud ton, tender turnover. We say they're underpaid and underappreciated. And sometimes if you just give them the tools to build a, a tighter community and share interests, you can have a meaningful impact long-term mm -hmm. on a whole lot of things that relate to that bud tender interaction, yeah. right? You get a better dispenser, you get happier you know, customers, you sell more product, you have a better community, people do better job. They, they stay longer. They, yeah, they stay longer. They see like, you know, I want to be in this long term. They don't sort of spin in and spin out. Yeah. Yeah. If so. one bun tender at a dispensary stays for two months longer than they would have otherwise, that thousands of dollars. Yes, thousands yeah. of dollars and pays for our platform. Um, Many times. Over. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. All right, Andrew. Same question to you. Highlight. Uh, I think it's easy to point to things like, you know, winning the RP pitch prize or closing the first round. Um, but ultimately, I think the things that really highlight what it means to be an entrepreneur to me are uh, just simple moments with our team. I'm really, really proud of our team. I love our team so much. 
being surrounded by people that I feel are helping drive us towards success every single day, who I feel like I'm learning from every single day is just so invigorating. Um, so, you know, once a week I'll have a conversation with our CTO and just say, wow, this is incredible. I'm so excited to work with this person right. and be around this person. Awesome. Awesome. So talk to me, walk me through like a normal day in the life, Jake. Like, you know, so many people, they, it's almost like a mythology. Like they're like, yeah. they like glorify being an entrepreneur. Like when does the day start? What are you guys doing? How do you guys check in as a team? Like walk me through that day, you know? Yeah. I think that's one of the more challenging parts of being an entrepreneur, like how to structure your own day so that you are most effective um, and how to kind of set that cadence for your whole team so that everyone is on the same page and knows what everyone else is working on. Because as a company that's all about communication mm -hmm. and team productivity, like we got to drink our own champagne. Is that the term? I think it's eat your own dog food. Eat your own dog food. But it's, it's very close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I've heard drink your own Kool-Aid. So um, like when do you start? Yeah. Like, Usually like, you check in the office, what, around 8, 8.30. Um, try to do daily stand-ups. We do weekly team meetings across all our verticals with sales, marketing, technical, um, daily check-in, one-on-ones. Right. Definitely a priority. We, we really try to automate a lot of those things through Best & Grow. We, yeah. of course, use Best & Grow ourselves for our own team, and we do a lot of... You're drinking, you're drinking your own champagne. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's really what, like, the day and the communication looks like. I think that Andrew and I focus on pretty different things, typically, um, that we've, we've gotten used to flipping back and forth pretty seamlessly. So, yeah, yeah. How do you divide responsibilities? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty product focused. I spend a lot of time on the customer experience. I'm actually thinking of changing my title from COO to CXO, Chief okay. Experience Officer. Right um, <laughs> so look out LinkedIn followers. <laughs> yeah, school around that way. And so yeah, I spend a lot of time on the product and it, it's small things like the, like the, the logos and the colors yeah. and the iconography and the things that all contribute to what makes it easy or difficult for one of our users to log on to Best and Grow and post an update or do you have like a company or a person that you follow that you really look up to in that space or are you keying off the customer feedback or is it a combination? I think it's a combination. I think that you know, to what I was speaking about earlier, our product is really unique and um, there is almost, to my knowledge, nothing like it in any other industry mm -hmm. that, that's kind of um, merging these two ethos and technology um, in the same way that we are. So I think that we have to, we are super tuned into our customers. I chat with them on Best and Grow all the time and I think that we're really trying to position ourselves as a resource mm -hmm. for those um, managers and those business leaders who are overwhelmed and yeah doing a lot of stuff every day. And if yeah. they can think of me as one person, they can shoot a note to and ask if I have a job description because they're posting something. Yeah. Um, and I can send it back to them very quickly. Yeah. You know, that's what it's all about. Because I see it. And that's what I really try to improve on every day. And that is a, an empathy that is not really hard to access because we're also doing that. Like mm -hmm. every company in cannabis could reasonably be considered a startup. Mm -hmm. They, you know, started less than five years ago, at least mm -hmm. in Colorado. Um, so, you know, as startup founders ourselves, it's very easy to understand. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to hire people. It's tough to figure out where to put people, where to how to manage people. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's really helpful for us, honestly, to be able to put ourselves in the shoes of customers mm -hmm. in that way. Mm -hmm. 
What do you do every day? Do you mean to ask? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, I just hang out. It's, it's more, yeah. more of a, more of a, a titular position. Yeah. Uh, no, I think my, my day to day is a lot more focused on um, the pipes of the company, making sure yeah. that everything is running smoothly, making sure that our team is operating effectively, right. making sure that we have a clear delineation of what our vision is and what our goals are, right. and that we can then filter that down into every day, what is it that we do that gets us one step closer to those goals, 1% better every single day. Um, and that is uh, a bigger job than I expected, honestly, kind of wrangling people and getting them all on the same page about one idea is difficult and requires great systems, like Jake was saying, like having a lot of check-ins, having a lot of communication and really being on the same page is, is, is a full-time job for me. Very cool, so how many people on the team now? Uh, right now, I have six people on the team plus, you know, a couple of contractors right. here and there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's a... Uh, We're hiring. It's a bullpen. You're yeah. hiring. We're hiring. Yeah. Okay. So, how can people find out about the positions that you're hiring for? Choose uh, no. Yeah, bestagrow.io, our website. Um, okay. You can find some info on there. Uh, shoot us a note on LinkedIn. Okay. Always trying to up our clout. Uh, and then um, you can also find some of our postings on AngelList as well. Mm -hmm. We found a lot of great candidates through AngelList. Cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's all kind of out there in the ether. Just look up Best and Grow, and you'll you'll find. Me. Our SEO has been really great recently. Great SEO, yeah, yeah. love it. Well, I'm surprised because I thought that would be kind of a common term, but hmm. yeah, we're usually up there front page. So um, shifting gears a little bit back to the program. So you know, I think I counted. We did like 50 mentor and education sessions during your cohort. Did any of them like stick out, you know, that you remember like that, you know, moments where you're like, aha, yeah, that was a good one for you guys. I have one for that. Yeah, I have one as well. You go do your first. I think Michael Lovich, um, yeah, freaking blew my mind, totally <laughs> changed how, in a lot of different ways, but uh, really changed how I think about, um, you know, all things digital. So, so Michael yeah. Lovich is the, one of the co-founders of the Baby Bath Water Institute, which is sort of a super mastermind for internet marketers and entrepreneurs, and they have regular events all over the world, and he just happens to be a friend of mine in Boulder, mm -hmm. so he loves to come in and just check in with these crazy people on campus, but back to it. Yeah, he's, okay. a, he's a radical dude for sure. <laughs> um, he, his obsession with finding what works was, yeah. was really amazing to me, and I think that he was so um, so driven and focused on that personal mission of, of figuring out what's gonna work best and not getting too locked into one, like it sounds crazy, but like one color scheme or yeah. one email headline, like he will try everything and he is so obsessed with tracking the success and failures of every campaign that he sends mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. um, and that has you know served him in spades. He's yeah. been able to direct and course correct and find out what you know the words and colors and images are that um, oh yeah know, resonate in a, like profoundly with his customers. Yeah, like the testing, you know, the picture of a woman smiling yeah. or not. You know, holding a bag of groceries or like a briefcase. Like it, it, it just you can the the answer is always tested. Yeah, right, right, definitely. And he, you know, it, it affected his business dramatically and. Yeah trend you know that smile or lack yeah. of a smile on the picture he sends out would be does like tens of thousands of dollars yeah yeah totally. how about you andrew uh i'd say mine was uh actually pretty early in the program it was kyle sherman from flow hub yeah um he came in and having had a lot of success in the space was someone that i really wanted to emulate particularly as a ceo he's a leader that people are inspired to follow and the way that he 
explained accomplishing that was really interesting to me because I had never thought of it this way. It's more about understanding yourself and building yourself into a person that people can follow and people do believe in by example, uh, rather than trying to uh, you know, be someone you're not. So he was all about self-care, about you know, waking up early to exercise, about creating routines for yourself that allow you to improve constantly. And that drives people around you to improve constantly. It makes you a better help to them, a better mentor, a better, right. a better leader for them more broadly. Yeah. Um, and that, that kind of intangible stuff is really hard to teach. So it was, it was, it felt rare to be able to, from, you know, an hour long conversation really get imparted onto me the understanding of like a great framework mm -hmm. for turning yourself into a better leader. Yeah. When we say like, you can't take care of yourself, can't take care of anybody. Mm -hmm. Right. You, you know, you need to do the things that set you up to have a successful morning, a day, a meeting, whatever. I mean, you know, we're, we're busy, we're intense, we're entrepreneurs and uh, putting a little thought into it and a little commitment to yourself goes a long way Definitely. and will sustain you through those highs and lows. I thought your vision for, for flow, both yours and Kyle's or something kind of yeah. centered around Yeah, flow. so if you guys haven't read uh, anything about flow states, mm -hmm. flow is a concept that's very common uh, amongst athletes, um, particularly extreme athletes, uh, like skydivers, mm -hmm. uh, extreme skiers, stuff like that. Um, it's the point at which you are simultaneously experienced enough in a discipline and in a difficult enough situation that the overlap creates this uh, incredible ability to just work and work smoothly and work without stopping and work totally effectively. And that can happen for just you and it can happen for teams. Um, and really trying to access that state and help other people access that state of just feeling like they're in their groove is so much of what a leader does. A leader is not someone who is trying to drag people towards a goal. A leader is someone who is trying to improve everyone around them so they drag him towards the goal or her towards the goal. Mm -hmm. um, it should be a situation where you are not the smartest person in the room at all. Yeah. Everyone around you should be telling you what to do. So um, this is also good. Um, so what's next for Best and Grow? Um, where, where do you think this is gonna go? Um, yeah, so our, our vision right now is uh, really for the short term, the near term, focused on Colorado. It's all about creating systems in our business that will be scalable and effective across multiple states, across multiple verticals, and across multiple industries. Mm -hmm. um, so we are building out not only our you know, kind of traditional SaaS sales funnel, but also a more specific cannabis strategy, mm -hmm. building out our team, mm -hmm. and finalizing the product. And those are all things that, like we were saying earlier, happen best in Colorado. Products never final. Yeah, exactly. Products never finish, but you ship at 80%. That's the rule. Yep. Um, and our goal is to just expand like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be pushing by coastal. We'll be going to California, Pacific Northwest. Uh, we've been dipping our toes in Canada a little bit. Um, and we're really focused as well on the East Coast, the tri-state in particular. The New York, New Jersey, sure. Connecticut market is just as big as California, if not bigger, and is populated by businesses that are perhaps even more well-suited to, to our particular technology. Um, and then in that long, long term, like we were talking about, it's all about figuring out how can we use this technology to improve retail more broadly? Mm -hmm. How can we be the world's leading authority on retail effectiveness, retail optimization, and uh, the employees that really make that happen. Right, right. So um, how can listeners learn, learn more about Best and Grow? Uh, you, know, work, you know, do they need to download the app? Like, how does it work? I mean, listening to this podcast is a great start. Uh, yeah. If you want to learn more 
uh, kind of specific information about Best and Grow, our website is a great resource, bestandgrow.io. Mm -hmm. um, I'm Jake at bestandgrow.io. Andrew at bestandgrow.io. Yeah, we and, love And there's contacts. two other podcasts that will yes. sort of complement yeah. this one, right? Yeah. Can you tell folks where they can? Yeah, so the Canna Insider podcast right. is uh, a great resource. Um, and then the Rooted.tv podcast uh, is also a great resource. Um, I, I did both of those. and talked a little bit more in depth about what the platform does, how cool. it operates. So awesome. if you're looking for that info, that's a, that's a great place to start. All right. So um, and in a closing, you know, what advice do you give to other entrepreneurs that are thinking about joining the cannabis industry and launching a platform or a piece of technology or data service, something ancillary? What would you suggest? It's really hard. Um, I think that... <laughs> That we just did it. It's kind of funny thinking back. People often ask us that question, like, "How did you decide? What was that moment where you and Andrew were like, we're just gonna jump in and do it?" Um, and I, I really can't think of when that really happened. It just became clear to us that um, we had a vision for what we wanted our lives to be like, mm -hmm. and we wanted, um, you know, to chase after that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just became clear to us that the best way to do that was to jump right in. Yeah. So I guess the best piece of advice. Um, would be you're never going to know you know what the, the crystallized idea is going to be you're never going to feel so certain that now is the time to to jump in and to give it your all um, so put yourself in a position where you are most likely to succeed and that might be when you're just 20 30 percent confident in the yeah. idea but 100 percent confident in you know the, the vision that you have for yourself and for the life that you want to lead it never feels like the exact right time to do something that's really hard and really scary. Yeah. It's always going to feel really hard and really scary. You're always going to have excuses. So just do it. Um, I'd say my advice is one of probably 30 Patrick Ray aphorisms <laughs> that I see on a daily basis. Uh, this one is kind of a process point after, uh, you know, jumping into an entrepreneurial journey. What do you do? You listen, you have two ears and one mouth, use them accordingly. Um, you have to listen, you have to know what your customers want and you have to make things for them rather than things for you. It's not about you. It's about them. Yeah. It's a, it's a gift to, for yourself to, I think, get to a point where you realize it's yet more listening to people than talking. Right. For sure. Other yeah. people are nine times out of 10 more interested in you. Yeah. So <laughs> try and try and take that. Well, it's been a gift to me, uh, to <laughs> listen to you guys tell, talk about best and grow and your story. And I, um, I really appreciate both of you and what you've done. And, uh, you know, every time I run into you, it's both of you. It's great, fun. And, um, you know, I say you guys pass the beer test every day, all day, <laughs> right? I'm happy to go out and grab a beer with you guys anytime. And um, we are having beers currently. <laughs> cool, guys. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Appreciate it. Wish you guys great success. And uh, what's the URL again? Bestingrow.io. All right. Very Andrew Duffy and Jake Levin here with us. Uh, thanks for being on and, uh, you know, stay tuned for the next Canopy Boulder podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. Now for the disclaimers. Uh, please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.